So it's an early morning in Ibiza in September. It's a beautiful morning. Sun's just starting to come up and I'm walking along a beautiful uh, dirt track, narrow, uh, very stony and have to watch your step. There's a road up onto the mountain up to the left so maybe you'll hear some cars passing in the distance. And I'm walking down to the new Lava Misfit space down in the small village of San Juan in the north of the island. And this is an introduction to first of a series of about 12, which documented the time when I went on adventure. In fact, I'm still on that adventure, where I packed up my whole house, put everything to storage. And, and the idea was to, this is in the time of the, uh, the second, actually it was the first major lockdown across America, where everybody was feeling incredibly uncertain. In fact, many of us still are uh, over a year later, where everybody was feeling incredibly uncertain. In fact, many of us still are uh, over a year later. And the idea I want to explore is the distinction between uncertainty, adventure, and exploration. Adventure is not uh, um, stepping into uncertainty. It's actually about embracing the uncertainty that already exists in one life but reframing it, and then reframing it as an opportunity to discover. And the difference and the distinction I find between adventure and exploration is that exploration has a purpose. It has an agenda, it often has a destination, an exploration to the South Pole, for instance. Whereas an adventure, you don't actually know where you're going to end up, but you know you're going away from where you are. And that's where I've been living for the last year and a half. I've been living out of a single duffel bag and I found myself traveling not only across America twice and cycling down the West Coast, but also then into Europe and now finding myself on the island of Ibiza. Since I and the lab have been studying uncertainty for many years, I am a true believer in trying to be a trope, doing one's best to be the very thing that they talk about. So by literally embracing that uncertainty, which not wasn't in my case just COVID, it was also very personal relationships, it was professional, uh, as it was for many. And so I want to welcome you to this adventure and give you the opportunity to also become a vagabond. Five days ago, I packed up my home in New York's Greenwich Village, putting nearly everything into storage except for just two duffel bags worth of clothes and hiking gear. I rented a ragtop car, which is always my favorite, and, and I simply turned right before I then turned left. The plan, as you can tell, was no plan, though I do have a number of destinations in mind. I'm currently driving to the upper right corner of the U.S. to a state called Maine to get myself an amazing lobster roll from Red's, the best place in the world to get a lobster roll. After that, I will then drive across the northern states of the U.S. to the upper left corner, to Seattle, where my mom and the rest of my family live. From there, I will abandon the car, and I'll cycle down the west coast to San Francisco, eventually to the lower left corner in Los Angeles. I might then drive back across the states to the lower right corner before completing the circuit back in New York City. Or maybe not. I don't know. After all, I could have an accident along the way. I might be hit by a car while cycling down the coast highway, more likely a logging truck. Or maybe I'll just abandon the adventure altogether. In times of doubt, like we're all experiencing, 
The most powerful way to engage with the resulting anxiety, concern, and fear is not to ignore these perceptions, as many gurus and pop psychologists and positive psych coaches might suggest. It's to engage them proactively. These difficult perceptions of uncertainty objectively are omnipresent. They are inherent in all of us, fundamental aspects of your brain, and therefore essential to everything we do, believe, and think. You can never be rid of them, or you do so at great peril to yourself and also to others. So while people like Deepak Chopra suggest that the difficult perceptions arising from doubt can be eliminated by simply being present or by being in the moment, as a neuroscientist, I have no idea what this literally means. Every perception you experience in the moment is necessarily grounded in your past. And in that moment, it's necessarily predicting the next moment. It's what shapes our future. It's what keeps us alive. But maybe there's a different way. Maybe doubt need not define you. Maybe you can define it. And that is what an adventure is. The stepping forward into the unknown proactively in order to create meaning out of not knowing. Remember, the first step from A to B is not B. The first step is to not A, to let go of the reflexive meanings that your brain associated with any given stimulus and or context in the past. Being in not A is doubt. Adventure is doubt manifest, but on one's own terms. The adventure into not A re-means doubt from a pathology to be avoided into a reason for stepping forward into the unknown, onto an unknown path. In doing so, adventure creates the context for truth and understanding to emerge. That is the point of an adventure, to reveal and create understanding. Remember, perception underpins everything it is to be you, from the colors you see to your deepest desires. Every time you open your eyes or your heart, you don't see or feel the world around you, much less the data arising from that world. You don't see light, which is colorless, nor indeed the mind of another person, though they are present in front of you. Your brain evolved to perceive something else, what my mentor, the wonderful Dale Purvis, and I called the empirical significance of sensory information, i.e. the meaning that proved useful to see in the past. This is important. Understanding this creates freedom, the freedom to deviate, which is why my book is called Deviate. To deviate is to deviate towards yourself. What you perceive is not inevitable. It's contextual. There is no inherent one-to-one -one relationship between data and its empirical significance a priori. The open-endedness of perception, which many find unsettling, is exactly what gives the freedom to discover and rediscover the world and yourself in it. Perception is created. How? In the moment you respond to uncertainty. Do you activate your prefrontal cortex and adventure forward into doubt or step backwards away from it? When I was a small boy, rather than sleep in my room, I'd often choose to sleep on the floor next to my father's bed, who lived elsewhere. The lights would be off, leaving us both looking upwards into darkness and awake. Before long, my father would inevitably hear a small voice ask, Padre, will you tell me an adventure story? He was so generous in his response, never saying, oh, just go to sleep. And each time I grew from his stories and the love I felt in his willingness to share them with me. 
I would listen transfixed, learning how he left home at 15 years old with his best friend Curly in a 57 Chevy, which he lowered, cropped, and augmented with a boot full of beer, to pick fruit for 14 hours a day in eastern Washington, the lesson being the merits of working hard. Or how my deaf great-grandmother traveled from southwest England on her own to southwest Canada and then placed an ad in the local newspaper for a husband and therein started our life in North America, the lesson being of pragmatic courage. And when he was on the submarine called El Raton as its navigator and how the crew would shave each other's heads on deck when crossing the equator, the lesson of creating deep bonds through shared vulnerability. The stories of his days boxing as an undefeated heavyweight for the Navy. The lesson of overcoming fear and sometimes the pain that results. Stories of how his father's challenges and strife that never dampened his focus on community. The lesson of the primary importance of looking after others. His stories created vicarious experiences and insights in my mind, which is why to this day one of my greatest pleasures is to listen to the adventure stories of others often recording them, since other people's adventures, when shared, become all of our adventures. When you listen, their insights become our insights, encoded in all of our brains, expanding our own experiential history from which our future perceptions will be created. As I grew older, I became part of his canon of adventure, such as the time when we cycled across Europe, me at 12 years old or the countless hikes into the Olympic Peninsula with bows and arrows tracking elk but never getting close enough to shoot them. We were good at tracking but rubbish at shooting as our spirit was in the former and not in the latter. Tying our food up in trees out of reach of the local grizzlies, or when we sailed across the Atlantic, me at 20 years old, being becalmed for 10 days and then surviving a violent storm for another six until we landed in the Azores at sunrise between breaching whales. When becalmed, in the middle of the ocean, thousands of miles from the nearest land. One night there was no moon, no wind, no clouds, no light, except for the billions of stars above. With an even blacker haze on the horizon, the boundary between sky and sea was lost. The sea's surface was so flat and the stars so bright that they mirrored off the water's surface, creating a living kaleidoscope of infinite dots of light through which Hypatia floated. To this moment of existence was added the billions of living lamps of algae as Hypatia moved us through glowing water, leaving a hundred-meter trail of light behind us. The images that adventure creates, such as the one above, cannot be planned. They cannot be constructed or even discovered. They emerge from the ecological interaction between you and the world and people around you. And from that interaction, truth and understanding are created. Hence, our boat Hypatia was named after the last caretaker of the Alexandria Library, whose flesh was stripped from her bones with abalone shells because of her adventurous need to pursue truth and understanding. Clearly, adventure and its discoveries challenge normality, and as such can be dangerous to no that normality, which is why the norm usually fights back. But as you already know, it's not the physical destinations that matter. It's not Mecca or Burning Man where understanding lives. The power of both is in one, how you get there, two, how you are when you are there, and three, whether you take ownership of the consequences that will result for better or for worse. Since it's the process and the choice to engage in action and ownership of the costs that will reveal who you are to you. 
by experiencing new landscapes and new people. Your assumptions and biases by which you perceive yourself in the world which you are normally blind to can be revealed. You might not like what you see, but that's why courage is fundamental to adventure, since creating is a response to a new context into which one then adapts. To disrupt yourself and then find closure in that disruption and repeat. It's a spiral that doesn't end. Each trip out reveals who you were and each trip back creates who you will become. This series of podcasts is in fact an invitation to go on adventure with me. What I will be doing is posting along the way as part of a new series, Adventures into Uncertainty. And I hope to meet people, maybe you, along the way, who will challenge what I thought to be true already, who will expand my perceptions of self and others in the world. For each of us is deviant, if we let ourselves be. Because to deviate is not about rebelling from the norm for the sake of it, as so many like to celebrate. It's to be you in the pursuit of truth and understanding that adds meaning to your life and the life of others around you, whether that is in the same or in a different direction from the norm is irrelevant. The issue is your reference frame for each of your next steps, namely your previous step. Remember, adventure is an approach to life. It need not look like mine, packing up your home and turning left or right happens to be mine just now but it can equally be a compassionate approach to a conversation with someone with whom you've been in conflict. It can be saying sorry with true feeling, awareness, and humility. It can be making the decision to create space in your day to read or write that book you've needed to read or write for years. It can be the decision and action to engage in exercise, to elevate your heart rate and respiratory rate for 30 minutes or more a day. It can be the acceptance, respect, and awareness of the inherent value of another person's sexuality that might be different from your own, or even to question your own way of loving. Whatever it might look like for you, let my adventure be a call to action for your own, and record your experience, not just what, when, and where you did it, but why you did it. Here's your opportunity, if you choose to accept it, to go on adventure for the next month. What will you do? Where will you go in your mind, spirit, body, or place? In fact, I would personally love to hear about your adventure. So please email me or the Lab of Misfits at hello at labofmisfits.com. Tell us what you're afraid of, what you think might be the worst thing that could happen. And along the way, tell us how your perceptions have expanded or not. With your permission, I would love to then share your adventure and the truth and understanding with the expanding misfit community in future episodes. So off we go, right or left, it's up to you. My name is Bo Lotto and thank you for listening to my Expanding Perception podcast, which will be an ever-expanding story of the neuroscience of uncertainty and how we can not just cope with it, but expand because of it. My aim in creating this podcast is really to try to help you increase your perceptual intelligence, which will give you the ability to make the decisions and take the actions that will foster a more loving, adaptable, and optimistic life in an increasingly uncertain world. My hope is that this podcast will help you in your journey to self-honesty, which is one of the hardest journeys we can take in our life, since it's a never-ending practice and might take you to places that you might want to avoid. 
But if you have the courage and compassion to go on this journey, you'll find that it's worth it. And it will create true authenticity in your way of being. A deeper consideration of many of the ideas in the Expanding Perception podcast can be found in my book, Deviate, The Creative Power of Transforming Your Perception. You can also follow me and my Lab of Misfits on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also take part in experiments on the Lab of Misfits website that we've designed just for you to help you better understand who you are. So thank you, and I hope you enjoy these episodes. <music>